0: Fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me? Your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is available on the SportStuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every single one of you out there for downloading and listening to this show. Well, we're, <laughs> we we celebrated episode number one hundred last show, so I suppose we're going to start the quest for the next one hundred to two hundred or two fifty or whatever the milestone is. I suppose two hundred won't be quite as exciting as 100 I suppose but uh, ah, we'll get there when we get there. Not a very fun week for the Minnesota wild. Now uh, we're back to the two the two segment format like we've been doing for the longest time and of course this will be the last show where I will be previewing regular season games and hopefully hopefully because it's unofficial yet uh, next uh, show we will be talking strictly about the postseason. We'll be reviewing these four games of course, how they're finished up. And, yeah, previewing hopefully a playoff series against Anaheim, against against St. Louis, against Chicago, against Nashville. It could very well be Chicago again. We'll be talking about that much later on in segment number two. Again, not a very fun week for the Minnesota Wild. Two games against two very strong Eastern Conference teams. It's not like the Wild sucked or anything, but things did not go their way. And, I, I don't know, there were instances where they didn't look so good either. And, of course, the referees didn't seem to be on our side at all in the New York game. And in the Detroit game, well, I won't say the referees weren't on our side, but it's just, I don't know. It's like a lot of weird stuff is starting to pop up conveniently like it did last year when the Minnesota Wild were in the postseason against Detroit. It's all about, it's about the post. It's about the stripes. (laughs) You know, the stripes, as people say with the refs, the zebras, whatever. Uh, Timing, clutch, this, that. Lat, I don't know, bad goals given up or or whatever it is. I wouldn't say Dubnik was bad or anything, but one of the goals against New York wasn't so hot. We'll be talking about that right about now. So Thursday, April 2nd. Yeah, and by the way, we're only reviewing two games and we'll be previewing four games in the next segment and talking about the whole playoff situation and all that good stuff. New York Rangers come to town. New York Rangers come to town. Thursday, April the 2nd. And an ode to my favorite kitty cat of all time, Chloe Cat, was put to sleep eight years ago on April second, two 2007. So a quick ode to her. I'll just mention that. (laughs) Now we'll move on. Minnesota. And yeah, it was a very sad day, by the way. But uh, yeah, the Rile did not represent as well as I would have liked. It certainly started really bad. Um, Really, really bad, ultimately. And the New York Rangers clinched the Metropolitan Division. And there was a point in time when... Just a week ago, and I was thinking, you know, this might be a preview of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, maybe, but if the Wild keep playing this way, I don't know. I mean, you can't count on good bounces, bad bounces, good calls, bad calls. And it looks like they're kind of counting on that a little too much. They're playing a little bit, a little too close for comfort, as far as I'm concerned, uh, against these better teams, and it's scaring me a little bit. And as usual, every single time you're playing against somebody who used to play with us, regardless if it's James Shepard. Brent Burns, God knows who it is, but they find a way to score, like a Cabrick or something, which he did not when the Wilds beat the Kings pretty nicely a week ago. But Dominic Moore, yeah, remember that name? I barely remember that name. He was pretty much a third or fourth line center for the Minnesota Wilds several years ago now. It's, It's been a while. Early in that first period, just two minutes into the first period, didn't that give you a nice feeling to start things out against the best in the East? A team that is a legitimate Stanley Cup Finals candidate, and you know what? They just might win it this year. I would not be surprised, unfortunately. Dominic Moore, 7th goal of the year, assisted by Carl Hagelin. 2 minutes and 9 seconds into the game. Great way to start things out. Not the best feeling ever, really, to be quite honest. It wasn't the worst goal ever. It's just the fact that he scored and the fact that we could not get the puck out of the zone and that's a huge problem both of these games. It's we just were basically outplayed in both of these games. Not completely. Not thoroughly. The Wild play good but it's like the theme that I noticed in both of these games this is either something you'll be like yeah I agree or you'll be like duh whatever what are you some kind of 40 year old hockey podcaster or whatever you are I don't care what you think just whatever (laughs) I hope you like the show I I don't care if you say that but um, the theme I've been noticing when the Wild played the Rangers and the Detroit Red Wings well Every time we have the puck, we have to work our ass off to get it. Just work our ass off to get it, and next thing you know, there's three or four defenders in front of our guy who's pretty much all by himself, and he's just going up the ice like... Like that. And then up, they get the puck back, and it's... They're just flying down the ice. Two two or three on one, or three on two, whatever it is, and it's like, oh boy, they're going to score, they're going to score, ooh, Dubnik, nice save, oh, okay, oh, suitors just tipped it at the last second, oh, thank God, that, that looked like a goal right there, bouncing puck, oh my God, whew, thank goodness, Dumba knocked it loose, there we go, that's what I'm talking about, and, and that's kind of the, been the theme in both of these games, if I want to try to merge them together, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. It's just, we just, uh, it's kind of like when the Wild played Colorado last year in a lot of ways, where they looked like the better team the whole time, but okay, whew, we wound up and won, thank God. So hopefully that does continue for the Wild. Hopefully they continue to step up, though, and look better against these teams. It's frustrating when we're doing so well, we've been doing so well for so long, and then we start playing these big time teams, and it's like, hmm, man, I, I don't know, this is not going to be easy at all. This this feeling that I had last week, and uh, pretty much for the last several weeks now, about the Wild going on a deep playoff run, maybe even a magical one, it's not going to be easy at all. I mean, we could be facing seven game, like literally seventh games to get there. Literally. Um, <laughs> or we could be done soon. I don't think we're going to be done soon, though, because Dubnik's been so good, and we're very consistent, but what's really frustrating about this is that wonderful, magical run that told me this team reeks of a Stanley Cup champion is the fact that the Minnesota Wild never would lose two games in a row. They've lost two games in a row. Um, They did get a point tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. That's good, but now they've lost two games in a row. Thank God they got at least one out of the four points. Back to the New York game, though. The one goal of the week that told us, like, "Uh uh-oh, we got problems here. (laughs) Rick Nash just kind of flung the puck at net, on that. they were on the power play, the Rangers, Then you know, the penalty kill, the greatest in all of hockey, and it is, but Rick Nash was just kind of flipping the puck on net from, from a pretty tough angle, and it went right past him like, eh, you know, 41st goal of the year, by the way, Rick Nash, semi-quietly having a really, really damn good season, I say semi, semi-quietly, because I don't hear about him that much, all, all you hear about is Alex Ovechkin, and and about, the, uh, and about how great the, the, this team is and that team, and how Chicago's up and down, and Nashville's been amazing, and this and that, and then you hear about our guys, too, how amazing we've been with uh, Dubnik and Ned and, of course, uh, guys like Vanek really picking up the slack and such, and Parisi having a, well, now he's at 32 goals. We'll get back to that shortly. Um, but you don't really hear about Rick Nash that much, and we didn't really hear about the Rangers that much until lately, and it's like, oh, crap, the Rangers are the top team in the East. They're like legit this time. They're not like kind of an underdog like they were last year. They're they're a legit Eastern Conference champion type of team, maybe Stanley Cup team. And oh by the way, Henrik Lundquist is back. And <laughs> yeah, Devin Dubnyk, as great as he's been, he wa- he found himself very much in a goalie <laughs> in a goalie duel both games. And the Wild came up short both times around, and that's very disappointing. It's they're certainly not all on Dubnik, but the Rick Nash goal was absolutely on Dubnik. The Wild don't answer for a while. It's a two nothing game for a while there. Literally about ten minutes of ice time. And then Jason Pominville finally scoring again. <laughs> Seemed like forever. Able to finish as the as Mikhail Granland with a nice centering pass to him. Or actually Granlin was to Dumba. Dumba shot it on net. <laughs> and then Pominville was able to rebound and finish that thing. Seventeenth goal of the year. It's like a lot of people wondering where Pominville's been all season. He's quietly been picking up the goal scoring of late. Thank God for that. We'll take it in a big way. Two to one for the longest time. Again, the Rangers winning all the puck battles. It seemed like it seemed like. I mean, the Wild played good. It's not like they were terrible, but obviously, call after call after call not going the Wild's way. And well, let's just say back to back nights, certain guys that were getting knocked around, shoved around all over the ice on the other team. <laughs> ended up biting us in the ass at the last second, or or just later on in the game. Uh, J.T. Miller, yep, <laughs> J.T. Miller, there's talk that he may have had an uh, injury already to his nose or not. He was the guy that was obviously crushed by uh, Befuglin of the Winnipeg Jets, who got a well-deserved suspension. Some people believe it should have been a lot longer than that, but Dustin, old Dustin over there in Winnipeg, smashing him down on the ice. But then, they, yeah, Miller, was according to Suter, Ryan Suter thought that his stick only hit uh, Miller's shield, but that Miller's nose was bleeding like crazy on the outside, not at the inside. And then, oh great, a four-minute penalty for the against the Wild. Yay! Luckily, we are able to stop that one. Thank God for that. So that was good news anyway. But still, it killed the Wild's chances to score. So naturally, here we are, just not scoring goals. Yay! (laughs) Four minutes just ticking, 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 and the Wild can't really do anything. A couple of odd man rushes here and there, or attempts at them, we'll say. Chances for it, that didn't amount to anything. As guys continue to get tied up by this pretty good New York defense, and of course, Henrik Lundqvist stopping just about everything coming his way. Literally, it was so freaking frustrating. So many... I mean every good chance we had, Lundquist seemed to stop it and it was like you know, we have Dubnik and all that and it's fantastic, but then the other team has their Dub- dubnik now and it's like, Damn, damn, it's it's too close now. We're not beating teams five to two anymore, four to one. We're not getting every single bounce anymore. And well, the stripes are kind of on the other side, it seems like, sometimes. And you know, we don't like to blame the refs or anything, but <laughs> this Rangers game was pretty rough in a lot of ways. It seemed like the whole night, the Wild and Mike Yo were giving the refs an earful the whole night. And then it seemed like the refs were continuously playing games with the Wild, like, "Okay, screw you guys. We're gonna non, We're not. We're gonna not call this slash. Not call that. But oh, we'll definitely call this <laughs> anytime you do anything. We're gonna not call one icing after another that absolutely, absolutely should have gone in the Wild's favor. One icing after another was going down the was going down, there was no hybrid icing called, and the Rangers would suddenly magically be there and get the puck. Those were hybrid icings. It's it just un- unbelievable. Just It kept killing the Wild one time after another, swallowing the whistles at this time, and then blowing them at this time. The refs did not seem to be very impressed with Mike Yo and the Minnesota Wild in this one. Uh, they got a little pissed off with something maybe Mike Yo said. That's what they say. We'll find out. No, I mean, we. I don't know if we're going to find out or not, but that's what it seemed like. Hopefully we don't run into that crew in the postseason, but, yeah, wow. Well, watch. We, we probably will. <coughs> After Thomas Vanek got his 21st goal of the year, it was fantastic, and Dumba, his second assist of the game. 21st goal of the year for Thomas Vanek, six minutes into the third period, literally less than a minute later, old blood boy, JT Miller, you know, the same guy. Yep, the same guy that went through all that, was getting knocked all over the place and then had that bloody, you know, <laughs> outside of his nose from Ryan Souter's stick, allegedly, which I'm sure it got him, whatever, but just the fact that that happened. J.T. Miller, a third-line type of guy, getting his 10th goal of the season. And after that, it was pretty much Lundquist and puck battles being won by the Rangers and icings not being called. That's pretty much how the third period went. The Wild did not seem to have whatever it was, whatever magic it was. They didn't seem to have it. The refs, again, did not want to call the icings. And Lundquist was stopping every good chance we seemed to have. And the Wild ended up losing 3-2. to two, And that's all she wrote. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Seriously, we'd rather talk, hopefully, what the postseason situation is going to be. And i got to talk a little bit about Chicago, who is just... Yeah, there is zero chance in hell the Minnesota Wild will... <laughs> Get a third spot in the division now. And it's kind of sad. It sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Mm. Saturday, April the 4th. Minnesota Wild lose to the Detroit Red Wings in a shootout. They get one save. Or one point. What am I talking about? A pretty... Uh, it wasn't the best game ever. No. It it, it it just wasn't. But it wasn't the worst game ever either. And of course, Mr. Howard. mm Howard. Jimmy Howard. He's the other Dubnik on the other side. Back-to-back uh, games. Well, it wasn't back-to-back nights, but back-to-back games where we face a goalie pretty much as good as ours. And it kind of sucks when we go against a goalie as good as ours and who's playing well. It really does suck. And now the Detroit Red Wings, who I'm actually amazed that we were ahead of them, now have 95 points. The Minnesota Wild have 96. Luckily, we're not in the same conference or anything. But it is just kind of crazy to think about the Wild are actually ahead of Detroit. Wow. But now they're at 95, so... hmm. Maybe both teams wind up with 100 points on the season. Hmm, maybe. I had my hopes up. I mean, the Wild were able to take the early lead this time around, unlike last time when the Wild went down 2-0 against New York. Zach Parisi getting his 31st and 32nd goals of the season in the game, leading the way against Detroit. In fact, he got two goals earlier in the season against Detroit. So he has been definitely the, the Red Wing killer for the Wild, but unfortunately the Red Wings beat Dubnyk again. Yeah, because remember that four-goal like ass-whooping that he faced over there in in Detroit? Well, luckily he only gave up two goals in regulation, but ultimately, Detroit 2-0 against Devin Dubnyk. Unfortunately, 2-0 against Devin Dubnyk. A loss is a loss is a loss, regardless if he only gave up two goals in regulation, or four goals in two periods. That's just how it goes. Zach Parisi early on, on a on a wonderful t- uh, centering pass from Mikhail Granlund. Now this was the real deal. It was fantastic. Pominville and also a nice screen by cl- clearing space by, uh, or actually, excuse me, a turnover forced by Marco Scandella. He's not been winding up in the scoring sheet of late. Not, not really at all. But his defensive efforts are there. He, he's not flashing like he was earlier before his injury, and that's unfortunate. Hopefully he can pick that up as we head into the postseason. But a wonderful turnover forced by him. Fish fed it to Pominville, Granlin then centered it to Parisi, who buried it. 31st goal of the season, who's definitely got a commanding lead on the top goal scorers of the season for the Minnesota Wild. And then literally like about a minute or two minutes later, Riley Sheehan, Riley Sheehan scores his 13th of the season. Detroit ties it up. And after that, you never really got the vibe... Like the Wild were going to win the game until very, very late. <laughs> it was unfortunate. Detroit again winning all the puck battles. Like I was saying, they look like the faster team every single time. The Wild seem to be struggling to get up the ice. Detroit, when they get the puck back from the Wild, they get the puck battles, knock the puck loose, whatever it is. They come flying up the ice. We have two guys. They have three. Or it's two on one. Or, excuse me, they, yeah. They have three guys. We have two, whatever it is. And one way or another. It looked like they were going to score every single time if Dubnik didn't make a great save or somebody at the last second tipped the puck away. And thank God that we did. Otherwise we wouldn't have had a point and Detroit would have won this one 4-1. to one. Huh. Well, <laughs> things, again, if that's basically where things headed. Late in the second period, Gustav Nyquist was able to score on the power play. 26th goal of the season. I don't know how he hit the shot. It was like a bullseye. While riding a unicycle, I mean, what the hell? It was just the—I—I I, I don't know if I should call it lucky or flat-out amazing. Twenty-sixth goal of the season on the power play, and yeah, the penalty kill is short-circuiting a bit, and that's quite unfortunate. As Detroit, two for one on the power play. In this case, two for one on the power play. The Wild had six power play chances, six power play chances. That's unbelievable. Luckily, we did get one of them in. Woohoo! But yeah, Nyquist, it was, uh, he raised, He shot the puck over, we'll call it the <laughs> the right shoulder of Devin Dubnik, the right shoulder on your TV screen, the uh, upper <laughs> part of the screen, we'll say. Uh, I don't know how it, I don't know how he did it, and Dubnik wasn't ready for it. I don't know if I should call it a soft goal, or just a flat out amazing shot, I, I don't know. It just went in, it just went in, and... That sucks. Two to one lead for Detroit. Again, the same old thing like I was saying. Puck battles, this and that. Jimmy Howard stopping one shot after another. I hate Jimmy Howard. The wild never seemed to beat that guy. He he's he he has our number, and he's had our number for many years now. He really has. And Darren Helm, the guy just smashed around the ice all night. <laughs> oh, Devin Dubnik making some awesome dive type saves. Knocking the puck, Uh, Darren Helm had a breakaway, and the Wild were giving up breakaways during the course of the night, particularly in that second period. And Dubnik just knocked the puck out of Darren Helm's stick, and Helm had to jump over Dubnik, almost fell over and hurt himself. (laughs) Almost maybe hurt Dubnik with his skate, too, who knows. And then later in the game, Helm just crushed, smashing people around, this and that, and then Helm later smashing uh, Fontaine down. Very physical guy, drawing a lot of booze. And the Wild were receiving, on the receiving end, of a lot of boos tonight. You know how most of the time you hear, you know, it sounds like boo, but it's and Yeah, that's a boring cliche. They're not booing, they're doobing, or they're not booing, they're whatever. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever the person's name is. But there were a lot of boos tonight, when the Wild would have a scoring chance, and the puck would just get knocked away, and Detroit would get the puck back and do their thing, go in their zone, get things set up. They're going to our zone. What am I saying? Get out of their zone right away. The boos were starting to get hurt as the fans are getting frustrated with this team right now. We're not looking nearly as sharp as we had been for the longest time. And it's bugging the hell out of me and it's bugging the hell out of a lot of other people. But luckily one of those finally did go in. That's suitor feeding it to Pominville. Pominville. Doing the typical slap shot type of play, because Pommetville's kind of the the point, you know, he's, he's on the point on the power play. Doing the slap shot, and then Parisi redirecting it, basically kind of reverse type of goal. It was fantastic. 32nd of the year, tie game. And then the rest of the period, it was the back and forth, this and that. The Wild couldn't finish. Luckily, we were able to stop them. Kind of like how the shootout went, as we went to overtime. Again, Detroit looked... Better, but not a lot better, but better. And it was annoying. It was frustrating to everybody, to be quite honest. Ugh. They just look quicker, sharper, this, that. Whatever it is. So I'm going to go to the shootout. Zach Creasy made about nine bajillion moves, and it drove me nuts. I I don't know why he's coming in that slow. What are are you doing? Make a move. you got to attack. Maybe wrap around him. Wrap the puck around him, if you can, from behind. That's what some of the better goal scorers in the shootouts do. Make make a move, but don't make 19 moves. It's like, you know, you're tying yourself up, and that's what Parisi did. That's what Charlie Coyle did. Luckily, Dubnik was able to stop Dotsik and Nyquist. Those were, well, no, he was not able to stop Nyquist. He was able to stop Dotsik. That was nice. But then <laughs> Nyquist scored, had me sco- scared to death. Luckily, Pominville, more aggressive, made a nice shot. Didn't uh, shot it from further away. Kind of rocketed it past Jimmy Howard, he might have been the he might have been the hero of the night if if Nyquist didn't get past uh, Dumnik on that one, quite frustrating. Nyquist looking really good on that on, on his goal, aggressive attacking without having to make ninety nine moves. That's the difference here, ultimately. To be quite honest, Tatar, <laughs> Tatar was, was stopped. That was nice. Thomas Vanek with a fantastic move, just a going. He looked like a Detroit Red Wing on his shootout move, he looked like a Detroit Red Wing. The way he just kind of, he went in on bigger strides, and made a couple of moves with his stick, and then put it past Howard. There you go. You don't have to go, t- you don't have to tap the puck all over the place. That drove me nuts. But then Riley Sheehan, instead of Dubnik making a nice save, he <laughs> gives up a goal right away right there. Went right past him. I couldn't believe it. But then again, whatever. <laughs> Nino Niederreiter couldn't get on net. Zetterberg, with that, oh, just a phenomenal stop by Dubnyk. As I, I was, a, it looked like Zetterberg might score, and then Dubnyk just dives on the puck, and Zetterberg is, didn't, couldn't get a shot off. <laughs> Chris Stewart was stopped, and it was just, ugh. It just kept going back and forth, one round after another. Dubnyk making good save after good save. Granlin made another weak kind of a move, didn't really, well, actually, his was okay. Howard just kind of sat on it, and the same for Fontaine, made a better move, and Howard just Unphased, doesn't move, didn't doesn't didn't move at all, didn't even move, didn't commit to anything, and then who do you think won the game? Who do you think won the game? The same guy who was just driving people crazy, and we were annoying him too. He was kind of the center of the game in a lot of ways, the center of the physical part of the game. Darren Helm goes to the net and makes a, makes whatever move he makes, shoots the puck. It kind of bounces off the post. And then it passed, and then it tips off of Dubnik's back leg. Looked like, oh, we stopped it. You know, Dubnik stopped it. It just hit the post and, and bounced out. That's all that happened. But no, you could kind of f- tell it wouldn't bounce that way if it didn't already go in. And it did go in. It was the right call as they reviewed it. It was clearly past the line, and everybody knew it. Game over. Detroit wins in the shootout again against the Minnesota Wild. They finish 2-0. and Luckily, the Wild get a point in each battle against Detroit. So we're now we're at 96 points, and that's where we stand at this point in time. Time to hand out the awards for the week. The Player of the Week, the Mike McDonough Award, is going to go to Zach Parisi. Zach Parisi. Even though his shootout move was terrible. <laughs> just terrible. Um, James Shepard Memorial. Uh, well, does it go to the players and coach for barking at the ref, pissing him off, or does it go to the refs for being just for just for being assholes, and doing what they did in that New York game, uh, I'm going to kind of give it to both, but ultimately I will give it to the referees in that, in that New York game with the way things went, I, I don't think you should be making that type of an outcome in a game, I really don't, it drove me nuts, that was an annoying game to watch, I just overall, frustrating in general, that's what it is, so that's where I'll give the James Shepard Memorial to, because it's not like anybody was flat terrible. I know I should be better at saying who's terrible, this or that, but nobody's really been terrible, per se. It's just that game kind of was what it was, and I'm sure you guys share my emotion on that one. So with that, we will take a break, hop into the preview segment, and then we will, of course, during that time, during the course of those four games, well, we're going to talk about the playoff situation, because every single, every single game of these next four has Playoff Implications written all over it. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are going back here on Brave the Wild, segment number two, preview segment, and like I said, lots of playoff conversation, because every single game here has massive playoff implications, just massive, I mean, (laughs) does it get better, well, it gets better, I guess, it gets a lot better, but, well, you know, it's something very interesting to talk about, hopefully the Wild play well in these, because every single game here is uh, just really huge, huge games, the Winnipeg Jets, yeah, that team, the asshole team. The Winnipeg Jets come to town. I already think they're assholes, and I do apologize to Mark Carlson's wife. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he's listening. Not sure if she listens. I know she's a big fan of them, and Winnipeg got their team again. And, you know, I like the old Winnipeg Jets, you know, the ones that moved to Phoenix, but this group of guys that could just, oh, boy, you, you know. There's a lot of things I could do, you know, and a lot of things I'm sure a lot of the Wild players wish they could do as well to them without, like, getting, like, a four-minute major or or a game misconduct ejection, all that good stuff. You know, all that good stuff or, like, 20-game suspensions. You know, that's about what I'd like to do to some of those guys, especially old Dustin. Ugh. Ugh. I hate that team. Okay, and yes, it's a little early for me to be hating that team, isn't it? But I hate them. Monday, April the 6th, coming right up here pretty soon. Winnipeg Jets come to town. Yeah! I do like the Wilds' chances in this game. And old Dustin won't be playing in this game. Hopefully that's a good thing. Winnipeg's defense is awesome. Winnipeg's goalies are very, very good. Both Pav- Pavlich and Hutchinson are both very, very good goalies. Andrew Ladd can score when he needs to. He's very valuable. He's hurt the wild in the past. That's the guy I kind of fear the most in this one. For the most part, Blake Wheeler, of course, also has come back to haunt the Wild in the past. Hopefully the Wild sign him someday. That'd be nice. We could probably use that. Maybe if if somehow Chris Stewart gets gets greedy and wants to run away. (coughs) Seems to really enjoy himself here. We'll see what happens. I've been quite happy with Chris Stewart, but unfortunately he didn't really factor in the scoring this week. But then again, this week was quite a small sample size, wasn't it? With that said, I hate this physical team. They're really physical. They like to knock you around. They're cheap. They're, but they're good at times, too. That's why they're in the playoff picture. And if they season ended today, they, they would be the eighth seed. And they'd be playing the Anaheim Ducks, who are just running away with the Western Conference right now. It is unbelievable what the Winnipeg Jets are doing. But don't sleep on those Chicago Blackhawks. My goodness gracious. Minnesota Wild success rate against the Winnipeg Jets has been decent. It's not as good as it was before. The Wild beat the uh, the Jets way back in November, four to three. But they got a point out of it. the The Jets got a point out of it. The Wild got two later. The Jets one in one in a overtime or shootout, four to three, Saturday, December the twenty seventh. Each team got a point there, so three points apiece. Minnesota wins in regulation, regulation, which is the difference maker. Just a couple of days later, in Winnipeg, that was fantastic, three to two win. Wild one up with five points. The Jets at three at that point. At that point, point point okay, sorry. Thursday, February the tenth, when the Wild like remembered how to play. Devin Dubnik could not stop uh who was it? Was it Andrew Ladd? No, no, no. Uh, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it again. I can't remember who it was. Oh no, it was it was Buff Buff of course. What am I talking about? How could I forget? Went on the breakaway just all by himself, scores on Devin Dubnik in OT. Winnipeg Jets, they get their fifth points and the Wild are at six at that stage, so the Wild leading six to five on the season, head to head against the Winnipeg Jets. Luckily, we wrap up an XL Energy Center, which uh, has been—I uh, wouldn't say it's been kind. I wouldn't say it's been bad. It's been—it's been even. Three points, three points. So I think the Wild do win this one. I like the Wild's chances. I'm going to go with three to two. <laughs> I'm going to go with a three to two game, possibly an overtime shootout situation. Don't be surprised at all. In fact. But I think somebody like Thomas Vanek is going to factor in this one. Maybe Zach Parisi will be a hero late in this game. But again, yeah, I think it's going to be Vanek, and it'll be really nice—and I mean really nice—to see Chris Stewart knock some bodies around because <laughs> it ain't all just again who's a pain in the butt for the Winnipeg Jets. But the Wild win in a three-to-two situation where they probably will cough up a point to the Winnipeg Jets, which, ah, uh, well, I'm not sure if that's—I'm <laughs> not sure if that's okay or not. Because the new hottest team in hockey right now, a team that's just rising up this division and just might wind up with it, and the number one seed in the Eastern Conference so they keep it up, is the Chicago Blackhawks. And no, Patrick Kane is not back. Patrick Kane is not back. Back-to-back situation, Tuesday, April 7th. Oh, man. oh, This is going to be a rough week, man. Minnesota Wild head into Chicago. Jonathan Taves and the boys. Oh, Jonathan Taves has really been leading the Chicago Blackhawks in a very, 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 very positive direction the past several weeks. Here, all the other guys have been doing what they do, what they've always been doing. Brandon Saad, Richards, uh, Hossa, all of them—they're just playing, playing their game, doing the best, to doing, to playing like a great team right now. They're absolutely on fire. I'd like to have all this, but uh, right now, the Chicago Blackhawks. There's no chance, again, like I was saying earlier, that the Minnesota Wild are going to be catching them. And that's quite unfortunate, because the Blackhawks now have 102 points, and they've won like six games in a row. It's unbelievable, or it's not six, three games in a row, but they've been on a really positive stretch of late. Nashville and St. Louis not grabbing the reins of this division with only 103 points. Blackhawks only trail by a point against both of those teams, and they're still five points behind the Ducks. I doubt they're gonna catch them, but they have two games in hand versus the the Anaheim Ducks. Because that seems to be a theme all the time when people look at the the uh the uh possibilities to make in the playoffs or passing a team. Ducks have played eighty, blacks have Black Blackhawks have played seventy-eight. Don't be surprised if the Chicago Blackhawks wind up with the number one seed in the West, because I could possibly see it coming. Maybe they'll get number two. That's probably where it's heading. And that's really, really, really bad news. Because, well, maybe it's good news. Maybe. Maybe. Because I think the Minnesota Wild are going to wind up with the 7th seed. I, I do believe that. I do not think the Wild win this game in Chicago. I, I, I don't feel it right now. I'm going to go with the Blackhawks. Even though the Wild have been playing them, well, they've played them okay this year. I, I don't like the way the Wild are playing late, the, of late. The good news is the Wild have played very well against our division it just seems like the the top teams in the East we just don't beat them, and the top teams over there in that uh, Pacific Division the Wild have struggled. Well, the top team, Anaheim, the Wild just again lose a close one to Anaheim a couple couple weeks back. Same old story. We beat up on the Kings, which is awesome. We beat Vancouver teams like that because we know Vancouver well because we we used to be in their division. We've been playing against St. Louis. Will I like that? But the Chicago situation it has me uh, pretty scared. I think the Blackhawks win. Uh, maybe the Wilds squeak out a point, because I think the Wild will get up for this game in a big way, but unfortunately, we are on a back-to-back, and that sucks. Maybe maybe this will be a huge, huge win for the Wild, and quite frankly, if the Wild win this game, boy, oh boy, then <laughs> it'll get my confidence, and I'm sure their confidence right back up where it needs to be. Uh, they could beat anybody. I, I just don't like the way we're playing its Eastern Conference teams lately, and it's bugging the hell out of me. I mean, would you? How would you feel if the Wild were able to escape this insanely difficult Western Conference, only to lose in the Stanley Cup Finals to the Rangers? Wouldn't that suck? It would really suck, or or like a Detroit or something. That would suck. uh, I think we ultimately would beat Detroit in a seven-game series. I think we'd <laughs> I think we'd catch up and beat them. Maybe we'd lose the, the opener, but then we'd ultimately win in like six or seven. I kind of think the Wild would. Against the Blackhawks? I have no idea. I really like the way the Wild kind of took over things late in that uh, or well on Tuesday February the 3rd. The way we flat out shut them out but the Blackhawks are certainly not playing that way right now. They're playing some great hockey and the Blackhawks I have them winning 3-2. to two. Possibly a shootout but I'll have the Blackhawks with a regulation win right now. I'm going to stick with the regulation win out have the Wild with a shootout win officially against the Winnipeg Jets. That's where I stand there. Scary situation with the Blackhawks, though. I'm not real comfortable with the possibility of the Wild and the Blackhawks in the playoffs again because, well, <laughs> it's kind of like the theme right now. This is the most important conversation, I think, right now with the Wild. It's the Chicago Blackhawks because, well, it's been, I mean, the last two years, the Wild lost to the Chicago Blackhawks in the playoffs. The first year they got shelled, we somehow escaped with a win after being down three games to zero. Lottie freaking da. Second time around, the Wild played really well after starting out really poorly. The Wild kind of rebounded. Semi took control of the series and then ultimately could not hang on, and we lost at home in six against the Blackhawks because they're killers. When they're in when when they're in in a situation where they can eliminate a team, they eliminate them, and that's why that's why they've won two Stanley Cups. Minnesota Wild, after they wind up playing the Blackhawks once again in the playoffs, well, it's kind of like a stock. (laughs) It's like a stock. You know how there's that wall that the stock cannot get past for the longest time? Like for so many times, the stock, okay, it's $11, it's up to 12, and here's 13, boom, back down to 12, 11, and maybe back to 12 again, boom, 13 cannot cross number 13. But when that stock clears 13, bombs away, baby. And off to sixteen, seventeen dollars a share, maybe, who knows. But there you go. There's always a time that it may come back down to Earth, but that thing goes on a run and you're making some money if you are invested in that stock down in the down the tens and elevens, it's bombs away for you and you're excited. Same situation with the Minnesota Wild. Could they finally get past the if they finally I mean this could it could ultimately be the perfect storm for the wild because if they do fail I mean if you're gonna become a championship caliber team you got to beat that one team that's won the championship that's kind of the bully the big bad bully in the neighborhood and if the Wild beat the Blackhawks I think it's bombs away in Stanley Cup Finals here we come it's just my opinion that is just my opinion bombs away baby Thursday April the 9th the Minnesota Wild head to the National Predators and all of a sudden we know how to play them we know how to score against Patrick Renee, and the Wild are going to win that game I think (laughs) I think the Wild are going to win I'd like to believe it. <sighs> Boy. It's like, I, I, I want to be uber positive, but I can't pick them to win every game. <laughs> That's the thing. Because, I mean, I, I, like against, uh, I like us against St. Louis and Nashville. And these games right here could be the reason the Chicago Blackhawks win the division, should the Minnesota Wild knock off Nashville and St. Louis in these final two regular season games. What's going to happen? Maybe, maybe Jason Zucker returns as well. That's been the talk for a while now, that Jason Zucker... Well, he's been skating, and he's been practicing full contact and all that good stuff, but they're like, no, not yet. Nope, not yet. They're just, they're playing it very carefully because of that type of injury. It's just, you don't just run, you don't just put a guy out there until you're absolutely, positively sure he's ready for full-time NHL hockey again. But we'll see. Uh, I do think Zucker will be back in the postseason, which could make, uh, which could give us a really good problem to have, which is the big D word, depth, depth, depth. That would be fantastic. But back to the point here, I do think the Minnesota Wild can beat the Nashville Predators. Absolutely. We've won the last two matchups with them. Look like Nashville owned us early on. But the good news is, hey, you know what? Point-wise, we're looking good in the season series because we got one point way back on December 20th. Zero points on January 10th. At that point, Nashville had three points. The Wild had one. But then, two... Re- uh, well, no, we didn't win in regulation the second time. But we had a regulation win at one point, which made it 3-3. Three to three, And then we won to make it 5 to 4. So the Wild right now would be leading in the point battle against Nashville, which is amazing considering how dominant that team was earlier in the season. So, yeah, if either team wins in regulation, they absolutely they win the series outright. Mm. I think uh I think the Wild at least get a point in this game at least. I will right now go with a 3 to 2 win with for the Wild in regulation and they win the series outright. I think the Minnesota Wild wind up with 100 points on the season. Because at 96, I think the Wild, at this point, will have four wins at four points. I think the Wild ultimately escape this group of teams with four points at least. So the Wild will achieve a 100-point season for the second time in the history of the franchise, which is fantastic. 3-2 to two win in regulation against Nashville, which ultimately could help the Blackhawks win the division. Is that good or bad? I don't know. If you're seeking a Stanley Cup championship, that could be good. Because, ultimately, you got to beat that certain team. And once you beat them, the confidence level goes a bleep. Just like when the Bulls beat Detroit, their confidence went up. Just like when the Blackhawks escaped. I can't even remember who they played in the West Finals that year. Oh, man. But when the Kings beat the Blackhawks, I mean, they knew they could beat anybody. When they knocked the Blackhawks off in the Western Conference Finals... And back in 2012 they knew they had it. And when they beat the Blackhawks again last year, they knew they had it. See, it's one of those type of situations. The big bad Blackhawks. Minnesota heads to St. Louis Saturday, April 11th. Saturday, April 11th, and yes, ultimately this means the Wild make the playoffs. But there is still a chance the Wild could miss because if they come out flat in these four games and we finish this thing with maybe only two points and we end up with 98 on the year, who knows? And that would be pretty sad if you can't if you if you get ninety-eight points and you can't even make the playoffs. It's possible but highly unlikely, I do believe, because the LA Kings still have only ninety points. So yeah, the odds of the Wild not making it very slim. I think we wind up with a seventh seed ultimately. That is my opinion. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get the sixth. Who knows? Minnesota heads to St. Louis. Our success rate has really gotten awesome against the Blues. What's also crazy is yeah, like I was saying how the Wild have have uh they found they they found a way to score on Patrick Renee and they've also majorly found a way to score on Brian Elliott. And I think we can score on Jake Allen. I I think so. <laughs> yeah, luckily it's not that uh oh what's a, luckily it's not that Vancouver goalie that the Wild could not score on at all. That was quite frustrating, but the Wild success rate against St. Louis has been quite positive of late. But uh, I don't know. I have a strange feeling Wild are going to lose either against Nashville or St. Louis. I may switch it around. I'll just kind of throw it as I think the Wild win one of these two in regulation and lose the other in regulation, ultimately. Uh, maybe a shootout, but I'll say regulation. I'm not going to pick a shootout every game here. I say, uh, I'm, I'm going to change it to that because <laughs> it's hard to say which one we win here. Our success rate actually has been more positive against St. Louis, so I'll have us losing to Nashville 3-2, 3-2 against Nashville, because you notice I'm never picking four goals ever because of Devin Dubnik. I think the Wild win against the St. Louis Blues, 4-2 in regulation in St. Louis. I think we wrap up the regular season with our 100th point, 100-point season for the Minnesota Wild. Maybe, yeah, that'll be 100 points, maybe 101 if we get a shootout loss against Chicago or Nashville but we will finish with triple digits on the season with a 4-2 to win against the St. Louis Blues. That is just my opinion. Possibly there could be a flip-flop between those two, but I think we win one of those two games. I will choose St. Louis out of those two, ultimately, not Nashville. I, I could see the Predators kind of rebounding. I, I just kind of have that vibe right now, and I think the Blues are the worst team in the league <laughs> at, well, historically they're the worst ever. When it comes to having a great season, looking fantastic, and finishing like goats. Every bleeping season. 1967 Stanley Cup Finals, 1968 Stanley Cup Finals, haven't been back ever since. They've had so many unbelievably great seasons for so many years. They've had a couple down years, but they've made the playoffs about 45 times practically in that stretch. I'm just kind of giving you a number, but they've made the playoffs a lot of times, a lot. And they've come up empty so many times. And they've had the number one record. They've had the number two record. The number three record. And they lose in the first or second round every single bleep in time. I don't even remember them in the Western Conference Finals. The only real memory I remember, uh, I only have of them like actually overachieving in the playoffs was when they swept the Chicago Blackhawks in the first round. the the, The year that the Minnesota North Stars failed to make the postseason and the final game of the season when we lost to the Detroit Red Wings and then packed up and moved to <coughs> that place. Yeah, Dallas. That deal. That's the last time I remember uh, the St. Louis Blues overachieving in the playoffs. If I'm wrong, forgive me, <laughs> but I'm pretty damn pretty damn confident in my memory on that one. So with that, there it is. The Minnesota Wilds do make the playoffs with 100 points on the season. Maybe more, but I will stand with 100 at this point in time. There's still a slim chance we miss the playoffs, but I doubt it. I doubt it. So 100 points, probably the seventh seed, most likely, and I am predicting the Minnesota Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks wind up in the the playoffs again, which was going to piss everybody off, I got to think. I'm not going to be happy about it either, but if you're going to ultimately break through that ceiling and go all the way, that's the team you got to beat in order to do that. So there it is. But before I sign off, though, I would like to mention the Brave the Wild Twitter, at Brave the Wild. That's right, at Brave the Wild. And the Facebook page. Don't forget to join that. That would be much appreciated. Wouldn't it, though? <laughs> Look up Brave the Wild Minnesota Wild Show on Facebook. would be greatly appreciated. Go there and click like. would like to welcome Tim McNiff, just in case he's listening, and Jeff Dubay, also, uh, clicked like joined the page a, a few months back. I'm I'm not sure if he listens, but or if he was just being nice and figured he, you know, cl- click like. Maybe he listened to it once and was like, oh god, this guy's brutal. I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. But interestingly enough, though, Tim Mcniff, uh, you know, the former sports guy on Care Eleven, and he's been like a news anchor and such on Care Eleven. He's he's been all over the place, and he's you know had a lot of success with Care Eleven in the in the past and the present. He, uh, yeah, it seemed ever since he joined the the page, some more people have been popping up, and thank you, it it seemed like they always have been friends with Tim McNiff, I don't know if he told them to join, or what it is, but maybe, it's just interesting, I I don't know if it's just the way Facebook is, when they try to relate friends with stuff, and oh, this major person uh, likes this page, so you might as well check it out, that might be what's been going on, but... If Tim McNiff has been telling anybody and he's listening, I would like to say thank you very much. I I really appreciate it. And Jeff Dubay, if you're listening, I really, really enjoy your show. You swear a lot and it's kind of funny. (laughs) But it's a great show, especially the Wild Wednesdays. Jeff Dubay show, fantastic. He doesn't need my help. Um, I appreciate his, though, if he ever does give it. (laughs) He doesn't need my help, but hey, you know what? I will endorse the Jeff Dubay show, uh, big time. Yeah. I will endorse it. Just hope you don't run away and say his show is 50 billion times better than mine, so why the hell would you listen to Brave the Wild? I want to encourage you guys, please do tell a friend about the show. Greatly, I greatly would appreciate it. This show needs more and more love. It's been getting better, and yeah, the things have been growing, and that's good, but it's got a long way to go. So I just want to really... Tell those of you that have been listening for a long time, I really do appreciate you as I went on and on about that on the last episode, getting to episode 100. It was just so, so nice, so fulfilling to get there. And again, want to thank you all so much and really do hope that you can bring in some more listeners, if you can, so bring in some more friends, per se, to help this show grow. And those of you out there that have iTunes, would you be so kind to write a review about Brave the Wild, especially if you like the show? It would be greatly appreciated. A four or five star, even three star, if you don't think it's fantastic, but it's enjoyable enough for you to listen. You know, I can live with that. Anything below that, come on. No, it's not that bad. It's just not. There's no reason for you to give it two, one or two stars for this show. Write a review if you could. would be greatly appreciated. Tell us what you'd like about the show. Maybe just something you'd like to see improved. is also welcome on the Facebook page, or even on iTunes, if you don't want to post in the Facebook page, whatever it is, or Twitter, at Brave the Wild for there. Um, really been enjoying the interaction with some of you on, Brave the Wild, on the Brave the Wild Twitter as well. It's been fantastic. Not sure how many of you listen, but for those of you that do, thanks again so much. And I, I enjoy the interaction and, and such. It's been very, very cool. Um, so with that, I guess that's it. <laughs> I guess that's it. I will uh, give you a shout-out if you mention... Or, yeah, if you write a review on iTunes about Brave the Wild, it would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, I, I would I would give you a shout-out and a thank you and all that good stuff. So with that, let's wrap things up before I twist things any further. I'm, I'm going crazy right now. So thank you all again so much for listening. We will be back next week to preview some playoff hockey. At least I would hope so. At least I would hope so to preview some playoff hockey. Preview some playoff hockey and... Get ready for the Chicago Blackhawks because I think they're coming.